welcome to Inklings. I am Emily Bell Freeman, and I'm so excited to welcome you to a space where you and I get to experience a hint of something more together. This is a community where we lean into discussions that will help us obtain a bedrock understanding of the doctrines of Christ. Not overnight, but every day better. Strength gathered over time. There is a place for you here. Looking forward to spending the semester with you as we embark on a journey focused on becoming His. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Inklings. I'm so excited for today. Let me tell you where we're going to be. Uh, you'll want your Book of Mormon because we're going to be in Alma 36. And then the talk that we're in is um, Craig C. Christensen. There can be nothing so exquisite and sweet as once my joy. Oh, look at your back now. I know. Isn't it so pretty? Can you see it? Oh my yeah, God. everyone wants to be with, on your porch. <laughs> oh, I would here. love if everyone could be here. It would be yeah. even so much better. Yeah. Good morning. Happy it, Thursday. So happy Thursday. We're so happy. Um, I have little people at the house, so I'm hiding in my bedroom. Hopefully <laughs> my internet is good enough. And Perfect. Um, but so fun. And before we even dive in, Tana, just remind everyone who you are. Oh, yes. I am Tana Fox. And I have, I am a mother. I live in Salt Lake City. I'm actually just in California right now, but I've got four little girls. I absolutely have such a deep love and passion for just studying everything about Jesus and the scriptures. I love to do, my Instagram is Live Right Nutrition. So I'm a sports nutritionist and I focus on like gut health and probiotics and things like that. And I love fitness and exercise. And so that's one of my passions, second only to family and church and the savior. So it's so fun to be here. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Um, and we're having such a good conversation today. And it's Not so even. fun to start out. Um, well, I wrote a little bit on Instagram about Trek. I went to Trek last week and Tana so went to Trek right before me. Same and place. I think it would be the same place. Um, so it'd be so fun to just, for those of you who haven't been on Trek before, or those of you who have, um, I think it's so fun to just start out there and Tana, let's start with your experience. Cause it was a little crazy. Oh my gosh. Ours was crazy. And it was similar to yours when you talked about the mud and the rain. So Emily, we had rain for 24 hours straight and we got there on Wednesday and it was fun and great. Right. And then next thing you know, Thursday afternoon, it started to rain and rain the entire next day. And honestly, the kids were dying. I mean, you saw the mud when this was kind of like the clay mud. Yeah. So when you step on it, it sticks to the next step. Next thing you know, you're walking around in like three inch heels of mud <laughs> sliding everywhere. Tents are sopping wet little, like some women and children in the families, the moms and paws were waking up to their pillows being in puddles of water, like wringing them out and 36 degrees. I mean, these cute kids right down here. I mean, even, I think it was so funny. One of the comments from the Trek masters was like, the moms and paws might be having a harder time than some of the kids <laughs> because we're just not used to that kind of discomfort. But I have to tell you at the end of it, our, our Trek, our young men's state president 
she was like, you know what, we're going to stay Friday night at Cleared Out. Our testimony meeting was probably one of the most remarkable. I mean, and kids were getting up and I was in charge of all the activities. I wasn't a ma or a pa. So to be able to watch the transformation of kids crying, hard things are happening that they don't even know what to do to all of a sudden seeing them like click, like, oh, this is nothing compared to what they had to do. And our theme was the youth theme. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens mm -hmm. me. So they kind of got a deeper sense of what that really means. And it was beyond, like when you described the roof coming off of that one, were you inside that pavilion by the visitor center yes. in the bathroom? Yes. It's this beautiful place. It's just clean and simple and dry, but we had a, a, um, a devotional in there as well. And you're right. The spirit just comes and it fills your heart and you're like full of this joy that you can't describe. And you're in covered in mud and dripping wet and stinky and just like, what, what, how does this even happen? Because yeah. how do you feel so good after something like that? So anyways, I'm sure yours was more remarkable, but it looked so I fun. I just feel like, I just feel like Trek is always remarkable, no matter, <laughs> no matter so what you, what you get. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because we were thinking, um, we were talking while we were there because we had also weather and it was, so it was good. Weather. Some people are saying it, it felt realistic and it really did for the kids. Like there yeah. were parts of that, those storms and walking and the wind that, um, for them could like bring it alive of wow this is like this was hard really hard for them and yeah. um and we loved hearing them like talk about what they were learning about that experience but i was someone had asked me if i had um anyone who came across the plains and we oh. actually do in our family <gasps> on my dad's side and not in the Willie or Martin Handcart company. And his, he has in his journal a record of his trip across the plains. And mm -hmm. you know how the Martin Willie Handcart stories are. They're oh like gosh. Jens and Elsie Nelson, who she carried her husband 15 miles oh, in a handcart. Yes. Or, you know, people are telling these stories. My ancestor just has one line mm -hmm. and it says, left the Mississippi and reached the Salt Lake Valley without seeing one particle of rain or snow. What? Yeah. <laughs> that was That's his trek. Unheard of. Yeah, that was his trek. And what I was saying to the kids, it really is interesting because some people just, yeah. they, they just had like, bad. yeah, s'mores every night and <laughs> danced around the yeah, campfire and got and up and walked Zion. every day. And for some people, that is what their trek looked like. And then for other people had what we experienced. And as we were talking, I was saying to the kids, you have to, um, you have to remember, this is how like mortality is that yeah. sometimes you're not going to see one particle of rain or snow. And sometimes you're going to be so exhausted, you're going to sleep under the your truth. tent because you don't even have the energy to put it up and your hair is going to freeze to the ground. Yeah. And yeah. that's just oh. the journey of life. And the interesting part is where do we find the joy? And can yeah. you find the joy, you know, in those moments? Yeah, all those and hard moments. That's what was so fun about about that devotional for us is we seriously got to Martin's Cove and at our, we were staying at six crossing and mm -hmm, just for so the record, we. it didn't even rain at six crossing. 
um, on that day. Not at all. Not, not one particle of rain fell at Six Crossing. But at Martin's Cove, we were It's drenched. not that far from each other. I know. It's 40 miles. minutes. It's so yeah. crazy. But we, like it, we, when we got there, it started raining and it never stopped. It just was pouring. And we were like, even if you had on a poncho, you still were just like dripping. And um, they, so we walk into that thing. And in my mind, I was like, I don't even want to go in that building because there's going to be so many wet people in there. And just the smell of the bodies. Yes, they were just, and everyone's just dripping and you can't decide if you should leave your poncho on or off because it's just so much so wet true. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when we got in there, um, it was so cute when our state president stood up and he just said, I, uh, I want to think about, we sang Come Come Ye Saints and there's that one line in the third verse that says, oh. shout praises to your God and oh. King. And he was like, who's in the mood to shout praises right now? And how important it is. And you start thinking about it. Like, remember when Nephi was going to the promised land and it says in the Book of Mormon, and we did, um, I think it's both Nephi and the brother of Jared, and we did sing praises all the day long. Oh, yeah. And that's how they got over there. um, That's so funny you say that. Because I was looking at like all the places in the Book of Mormon where there's that fullness of joy. Because there's a bunch of accounts like Lehi and Sariah, yes, Ammon, Alma, Nephi, Lehi. I was looking at counting of all these accounts of fullness of joy, and they're not associated with wonderful circumstances. Yes, yeah, and I that's what I loved about this talk was that thought. And before we dive into the talk, I want to we'll start. Well, I just want to say one thing from Alma 36. And then we'll go into the talk. And then if we have time, we'll come back to Alma 36. And um, you you guys, my cute mom is on in the comments right now, Tana. She's looking for alligators in South Carolina this weekend. (laughs) But she's paused to watch Inklings because she can't miss Inklings. She loves it so much. The gator hunt will have to wait. Yeah, she's getting for one hour that grandkids are going to have to wait because Inklings, everyone. Um, Oh, I love it. So I love in Alma 36.3, and he says this, And now, O my son Helaman, behold, thou art in thy youth, and therefore I beseech of thee that thou wilt hear my words and learn of me. For I do know that whosoever shall put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions and should be lifted up at the last day. And um, I, I think it's so interesting when it talks about, the first time I read that, it was like, why did he want to tell us about trials and troubles and, and afflictions. afflictions like what's the difference between the three and and what's mm. important and, and why did he name all of them and i thought to myself it is interesting because trials seem to be um we, we talk about when we talk about trials that it almost sounds like something that god allows in mortality that we would right. be tested and tried mm-hmm. and that's that's something that maybe just comes because we're mortal and we came to mortality and God is allowing us to be tried. Troubles are sometimes the things we bring upon ourselves um, that 
you know, that we just, we get ourselves in trouble by choices we make or, um, you know, things that we do and, and we're going to have troubles. That is true. All of us are, um, the natural man and afflictions I wrote in my scriptures are sometimes what others bring that we're just afflicted by, um, Someone's other people's agency and what happens in our life. And I love that, that he's like, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a trial. It doesn't matter if it's trouble. It doesn't matter if it's afflictions that he will um, support you in that. And um, lift you up. Yeah, and lift you up. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I love that thought going in, especially when you're thinking about Trek, that no matter where we are in our life, we can find that joy. And I was so mad that I did not turn on my um, video in that building because when oh, the kids shoot. shouted that hurrah for oh. Israel three times, and I imagined it was going to be like how you would think. We just trekked six miles in the oh, pouring the rain. rain. It is freezing cold everyone is so tired and don't you feel like it was gonna be like hurrah for israel you know <laughs> like everyone's like when is dinner you know exactly how. and they're like just do what he says because we'll get on yeah, the bus just, faster you know, he'll, he'll stop talking sooner just yes keep yeah going. just do it just do it and i imagine that's what was about to happen and seriously when the first hurrah came out of their mouth yeah I just, yeah started bawling oh, I know I like where did all that energy come from where did all that like passion so come from and and just the um you know they they were like it could have been that moment where they were like why did we come to trek and dress in pioneer clothes it totally <laughs> and it's pouring rain and, you and know everyone's thinking it yeah 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 and meanwhile it, no they are just like yeah mm -hmm. but meanwhile they're just like invested they are like yeah. we are in this and you know that Isn't it funny that how, joy yeah well i just was thinking to tie along with you saying it's like the holy ghost comes and takes over your heart to where you have no control and you're like oh, this joy was unexpected yeah it just literally comes so powerful so i love that feeling and if you know you know yes it's one of those things that you can't prepare for sometimes yes like, same thing when you start singing the first verses of come come you saints those words, when you said that song, I was like, you don't go on track if you don't sing that song because this spirit is so connected to it from all of those people's experiences and it just takes over. So sorry, yes. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I love it's that. It's so feeling. true though. And it's so good. So it's fun to just dive into this talk oh. because I think he a little bit is explaining that um, sentiment of that joy comes when it's least expected sometimes. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I to say what your favorite is. Start us off oh, in gosh. your favorite. Well, no, I, there's so many things, but I, I mean, right in the beginning, there's so many things where he talks about joy comes repentance. But in paragraph five or verse five or whatever we call the numbers, don't you love that the first sentence says we were created to have joy? Yes. So sometimes I feel like there's people that go throughout their life, maybe not experiencing it. And it's just not their fault necessarily all the time, but that even in those situations where they feel like they can't, we actually were created. Our bodies were given to us so that we could feel the joy. We know our spirits existed from Doctrine and Covenants before the earth was even created, but I love that Christ created a body for us so that we could right. actually feel this joy. And so it's meant to happen. And it's, I feel like 
something that we take for granted. I don't even know how yeah. to describe it. Sometimes we get in our routines of life and think that it has to be something grand or big, but that we were created to have joy and it, it can seem beyond our reach, but we know that yeah. it's not because of the gospel. Yes. Yeah. Um, that gosh, there's so many other thoughts too that I love the part where in paragraph seven, he says, the joy we speak of is a gift for the faithful, yet it comes with a price. I think that's one thing mm. to not underestimate. Because that's when people might sit around and wonder, well, where is this joy? How do I get it? It's not just going to come if you're sitting and waiting for it. The price was paid by our Savior. And we just need to make sure that we actually take advantage of it. There was, did you ever read Sister Wendy Nelson's book on what a holy woman does? Yes. It was a little blue book. Do you remember at the end of it? I had just read it. A friend had given it to me. And at the end of it, she says some little cute catchy phrase, and I might be slaughtering it, so correct me if it's wrong, but she talks about getting these gift cards. And it's like, I started to think about this, and I was like, gosh, this joy, this opportunity to repent, to feel the joy, is like Heavenly Father's just passing out these gift cards to us. And it's up to us to take them in and cash them in. The mm. joy's there waiting, but you know how like you get a gift card from somebody, and everybody has a pile of gift cards, and they're like, I need to cash those in. I, I really need to get these things. You don't have to, but... Sometimes they stack up yep. and then sometimes you cash them in. But I love that analogy because it made sense as I would teach my little girls about this. The gift is there, but are we receiving yes. it? Are we able to cash in and get the joy because it's just waiting for us, right? The price has been paid, but they paid the ticket. They gave you the gift card. We just have to receive it. That's so, so good. Love that thought that she, I mean, it's not exactly what she said, but when she talked about gift cards, I kind of tied that in and thought that's exactly what yeah. repentance is waiting for us to get more joy yep and, and i loved that um i loved right down from that in verse eight to that question what shall i do when he said mm -hmm. what shall i do that i may be born of god even though i have this wicked spirit and um how do i receive his spirit that i may be filled with joy and i wrote down that question because i was like part of it really is mm -hmm. asking ourselves what do I need to do so that I actually can have joy? Because yeah. it doesn't always just come. And come. especially if you're in a dark place, you might have to ask yourself the question, okay, what shall I do that I might be able to? And it's interesting because this question isn't that I might be able to be filled with joy. His first question is, what should I do should to I receive do? the spirit? Mm -hmm. Because if I can figure out how to receive the spirit then i can feel joy well and when you're in that dark place i think sometimes the last thing you think of is repentance because you yes. feel like you're the victim in situations like that or someone did this to you those trials and afflictions and troubles that you talked about they might not always be your fault while you're sad and you think well why do i need to repent i haven't really done anything wrong mm. but i love that they teach that really, when it says, I will give up, behold, he said, I will give up all that I possess. I will forsake my kingdom. And really, it doesn't even require that. Yeah. It just takes a second to just ask for that change of perspective. I wrote under that question, I underlined it too. And I was like, nope, no need to give up the kingdom. Just change your perspective. Yes. Just shift a little bit. I love that you teach. And I know you teach it all the time, but that repentance is really just yes. change. Change right? and turning, turning again to again and again him. to the savior yeah mm -hmm. and i just think that that is such a powerful concept because i have been i felt some of that like in my younger life i also felt like gosh i'm just not very happy i'm miserable but i kind of wanted to blame everybody else i had done nothing wrong 
I didn't feel yeah. like I might have, you know, had my little idiosyncrasies or my personalities or my weaknesses. But it wasn't until it was, I, I understood finally that repentance is actually the greatest change of view. It's fresh yes. eyes, it's new information. And I think I texted you this earlier when I said, one of the reasons I love this word repentance now, because I never did, and I don't know, I love my parents, but I might've grown up thinking that repentance was like awful. Yeah, <laughs> well, we all do it. did. We kind right. of all grew up in that yeah. penance part totally. of repentance, not the joy part of repentance. Yes, and I just remember thinking, in my mind, repentance is actually just new knowledge. It's, it's learning. And I, I thought of that scripture in Doctrine and Covenants 90, is it 93? Where they say the glory of where it says the glory of God is intelligence. Mm. Intelligence is learning. Yeah. That is the yeah. glory of God. And when you learn and see a new perspective, a new point of view through repentance, more glory comes. It allows for more joy to come into your life with just that shift of intelligence, adding knowledge to your life. Knowledge is power. I think that's one of the reasons why I love to teach nutrition because it's just teaching someone, oh, well, if you ate this and tried this, you might actually feel better. And when you know better, you do better. But yes. until you know, sometimes you can't, you just kind of stay and sit. And so I just love that. And I love that idea, that perspective, when you look at verse 18, where mm -hmm. it talks about, we allow the savior to transform us yes. into the best version of ourselves. That's one of my favorite mm -hmm. lines from this whole talk we choose to grow spiritually and receive joy we choose to become more like jesus christ and i think that is so true is um that that new perspective that allowing the savior to transform us, us. Or, or change us like you're talking about sometimes that is what allows us to receive joy that that transformation whether it's transformation of our um our character or transformation yeah. of our perspective both totally well and don't you love how in the next one verse 19 where kind of in the middle it says our joy increases as we work daily to bring the spirit into our lives and it says nevertheless they did fast oft and did wax stronger and stronger and firmer and firmer mm -hmm. so i think as you take this step and first start to repent i mean the young woman scene says that we cherish the gift of repentance but that doesn't just come when you wake up one day you yeah. have to actually practice and work towards that and i think it does become easier and easier to find the joy and when you find the joy to stop and yes. almost soak it's it in so good someone's asking this question which i love and i'm so happy because someone put really great words to it how do you word repentance in prayer when you're not saying sorry to god for something you've done wrong what does that sound like I love that in prayer? And it's so good because I think I grew up in my teenage years thinking repentance was only saying, sorry, repentance sorry. was, I did this and I shouldn't have done it. And, and please help me to do better next time and be better next time. And, and we could like go back and see where we had maybe wronged the mm -hmm. Lord. And most of us probably grew up with that <laughs> totally. um, idea of repentance. And I really love what you just said. It's um, part of our life journey is to wax firmer and firmer mm -hmm. and to become stronger and stronger. And so um, for me, sometimes repentance is asking for that ability to be stronger or to be firmer 
in what uh -huh. I know or um, I really do love to think as if it's like a, um, a continuum you know when you have I'm going to show you because I, I feel like it's so easy to think that if you just had this line and one side was Jesus I'm not even using my best writing and I know this is gonna be backwards no but if we know one it. side is Jesus and one side is Satan or um, that feels really harsh so one one side is just you could just write good and um, I'm gonna write not as good right just those choices <laughs> yeah. that are because sometimes we want to be like yeah. evil but no. sometimes the choice you make is just not as good, good as best. Yeah, yeah as the other choice you can make and we're all like somewhere you know we're mm -hmm. all somewhere and also we're always doing this sometimes we're making not so good choices sometimes better like for example i'm just going to tell you a natural man one i <laughs> love chocolate chips i love them they are my favorite thing in the world i can't even really eat them because i'm dairy free I so know. i have to eat fake chocolate chips but i have found a brand of fake chocolate chips that i actually really do love and yesterday i ate a whole bag Tana, oh. are you dying right now? I, I just realized who I was talking to just now. I'm like, hold on. I forgot it was Tana. That is on right now. Uh, I just ate the whole bag. It's I just okay. love a little at a time. And then I just lick them out of my hand. Are they the mini ones? Yes. The life mini ones? Yeah, I know they're the Enjoy Life about. mini chocolate chips. Yeah, yep. they're my favorite. It is my weakness. It is my weakness. And usually I'll just have a couple handfuls throughout the day. But yesterday I for real life ate the entire bag, the whole bag. And I already had guilt when I was going to bed last yeah. night. And then Greg walked in the door at 10 o'clock with a watermelon sorbet. And he was like, I just, he and Garrett had been out. He's like, do you want this? And truly 15 minutes before I was like, I have to do so much better tomorrow. Right. I'm not eating sugar. I have to. And then. I walked out. That's when I finished the bag. I just dumped the whole rest of the bag on the watermelon sorbet. And I right. ate it. Okay. That choice was like not as good, everyone. That's true. It just was not right. as good. Not evil. Yeah. This yeah. It just was not as good. Yeah. And if I eat chocolate chips every single day, I'm not going to be in good shape. A whole bag. And so. <laughs> Today, I love I'm you. Try and be better. Like, I'm not even going to go to Smith's and buy a new bag because I just know. And this is the funniest oh. part. You guys are going to die laughing. I, I dreamed, I dreamed last night the, in my dreams because I had made a commitment to myself before I went yeah. to bed that I was yeah. not going to eat a whole bag of chocolate chips today, no matter what happened. I don't even have chocolate chips at the house, you guys, so we're partially safe. That's good. That's I dreamed spot. last night that I was in a cabin in Heber helping someone make their bed and underneath the bed <laughs> from Macy's. I don't know why. I don't even shop at Macy's. There was nine bags of Enjoy Life chocolate chips oh my under the bed. And I got them out and I was like, where should I put these? That happened in my dream.
you guys. Oh. What is happening in my life right now? That no, you know what though? At least the package says enjoy life. It gets it. It gets you. It knows this is what you can do to enjoy life. <laughs> I love you so, so much. That is amazing. So um, anyways, that's, I think yeah, that, that I think is right. just my soul wants to be better. It does not want to eat a whole bag of chocolate chips today. <laughs> and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be evil. It can just no. be like, I can do a little better at this yeah. today. I Department really could, uh, you life. know, that yeah. I could, I could do better. I could have been a better mom. I wasn't terrible, but maybe I could have like, it would have <laughs> might've been better if I did this. Sometimes I think prayer just is, um, you know, just help me in where's the one part of the day that was tricky in fact i'm going to tell one more story this one's serious yes, please not do about i love your stories okay. but we went to um when you go to medical school there is a white coat ceremony that you go to when they give you your white coat before you even start and you're going to be going into this becoming a doctor and caleb went to a catholic school for medical school so there was a catholic priest who stood up at the beginning and gave this little talk that seriously changed my life. This would have been wow. like seven years ago. And okay. he said, when he talks about in his prayers, so I'm still going back to that question about like, what should that prayer look like? And in his prayers, he says three things every day, no matter what, every day, he says these three things. And one is he goes back and looks at the one thing he could have done better and out okay. of the whole all day. He's just like, here's the one area where I probably could have done better. So mine for yesterday would have been eating the whole bag of chocolate. That would have been mine. Um, but you, you just think about like yesterday, what could you maybe have done better? And he just acknowledged, he's like, I just like to acknowledge it before God. I just yeah. love to be like, like, Heavenly Father, I ate a whole box of chocolate, a whole bag of chocolate chips today, and I probably shouldn't have because now I have so much sugar in my body. Yeah, and I'm not going to yeah. perform at my best. And tomorrow, I'm going to try and do better. Mm -hmm. Then, the second thing he does is he thinks of what is the thing that he felt like went really well that day. I love and that. He expresses gratitude to God for allowing him to experience that mm -hmm. moment. And then the last thing he says in his prayer is, what do you need me to do tomorrow? What one thing? And the thing I love about it is it's all one thing. Mm -hmm. What's one thing I could have done better? What's one thing that went really well? And what is one thing you need for me to do tomorrow? tomorrow. What if that, that is like repentance? I love that. What yeah, if that's it? I think it is. Yeah. I think it's just asking for more knowledge. That's really what those questions are. Yeah right? Is just yeah. kind of adding to what you already know so that you can change your perspective and be like, yeah. And I love that it is, it's that exact practice that I'm picturing in my mind that makes you firmer and firmer. And I think the reason why you feel a little bit like, okay, maybe that wasn't so great. Whatever choices they were, regardless of chocolate chips, and we all do it by the way, you know that, right? All of us. <laughs> just so you know, we, and if so. we said we did it, then we would so. maybe not be telling the truth. But um, I think that you, because you're familiar and because we're children of God, it's in us to know that we strive for a little bit more excellence. Life is meant to be a yes. step of progression. And I think that's why it just comes naturally. You feel a little bit like, oh, that probably was, okay, I can do something different. I mean, again, we're not yeah. talking about the chocolate chips, but just every day of like, it's in us. 
you naturally want to do that. And I think yeah, that's to progress, to recognize. Uh -huh, yeah, we innately want to progress, mm -hmm. which is super interesting. I'm going to go back to Alma 36 for just one second. Yeah, please. Because I love that. When he talks about um, being tormented by sin and his oh. soul was like racked about, I'm trying it's to find this one pain. part. Yeah, my exceeding pain. And yeah, let me see if that's right where it is. Oh, before that. 18 says gall of bitterness. I'm trying, trying to find the one part. Of yeah, and there's one part where he talks about, or it might have actually been in the talk. Oh, no. Oh. 16. For three 16. days and three nights oh. was I racked, even with the pains of a damned soul. And I think that's really important with what we're talking about, because sometimes when we use that word damned, we want to think it means you're locked in hell or it's the yeah. place you're going to go to. Like he was in hell. We want to say that in reality, that word, um, damned means stopped. That's what it means. Oh, it means it I was does? stopped. Yes. Wow. It, it, like what you would do to a river. And so he was racked. Oh, of course. Be, yeah. He was racked in that torment because he was stopped from progressing. He was not going anywhere good fascinating that is amazing it yes don't you love so that much yes i love that it just means stop and of course it does i'm thinking of beavers and dams and all just stop the river right yeah just, yeah, okay. just stop and that. and for some reason that being stopped from progressing is what actually torments us because yes. our spirit our soul wants to progress and increase and and transform and totally. become something that's what we're here for and so anything that's preventing us from doing that torments us yeah a and it causes us even like you know your brain will like obsess over i'm not mm -hmm. getting better we will yes. we'll do that um in our brain yeah we're stuck and i love that thought of like what he wants us to do is turn again to him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that he can help us figure out how do I get past this? How yes. do I undam myself? myself? How do I get past where I am and begin to move forward again yeah. in the place I that I need that. to move forward in? And um, it's such a great way to look at repentance because then all of us are like, oh, yeah, I need to do what President Nelson said. I, I actually need to do that daily i need to mm -hmm. say what is stopping me right now from transformation and improvement and becoming and moving forward and heavenly father can you help me with this relationship or with this goal that i have i'm i'm stuck i'm not yeah. moving forward that conversation is repentance yes i love that so much and i think the more i know why they teach us why it's so important to learn about the life of the savior, because he really is the ultimate example. So as I had never thought about the, that before in specific questions of what does my prayer look like when I'm asking for repentance, but I maybe not have done some awful sin or whatever. And right. I think as I'm processing this, I, I instantly think about the life of the savior. And I love the movie, Cho the chosen movies, because you actually kind of get a picture it really in your life, what he might've been like. And when we know that the savior came to earth and did nothing for himself, but only cared for those that actually persecuted him. He only healed those that weren't even always grateful, right? But that if, if you think about his perfect life and try to emulate that, I mean, we always talk about the Savior's our perfect example. 
we will never be able to be as perfect as the savior but in our prayers and in our quest to strive to be so it becomes so easy to see where we might have faltered where we yes. might not be like that and as i start to put those two things together a prayer of repentance becomes so simple and just oh okay well i see where maybe christ would have probably not lost his temper right there um like when you know okay, okay you know what so sorry please i mean i'm not even sorry but just that is where i could have maybe tried a little bit harder because you're still feel justified in that emotion and that's the hard part is because you feel like that's just naturally what happens and it is because we're mortal and i love the idea of thinking more about what that prayer looks like as we share this with people because i think a lot of people feel that way well why i have a dear friend that's the same way she, when she's having a really hard day i'm always you know trying to talk about well it's fine we'll just repent and try again repent i didn't do anything repent for what repent because we're not happy in the way we see things being and that we we want to just get new knowledge yeah. i just think that that's a good question i love that she asked that yeah which i love I love um, the thought of that. Did you love that one part in verse 33 when he's bearing his testimony yes. and he says, I am a personal witness that repenting daily and coming unto Jesus Christ is the way to experience joy, joy beyond our imagination. And I <laughs> like, I wanted to just think about joy beyond our imagination. Don't you want to just think about that yes. for a minute? for sure and doesn't it make you think of the imagineers at disneyland yes that get to just think about ways to create joy because it really is a minute it takes a minute to actually think about that because when it says beyond our imagination imagination is meant to expand yep. your perspective yes. so yes. you think that joy will go that big right and you know what that reminds me going back to alma 36 when he talks about our sorrow was so bad, but because his sorrow was so bad, that only allows now for him to have that much more right. joy. So even the depths of the sorrow expanded the joy that he can now feel. And I think that's the key is to realize that life is going to be full of the heartaches and the trials and the troubles and the afflictions. It's funny. I was, I was um, reading last night, just kind of just some children's books and there was the, there's this poem have you heard about the poem the land of happy from shell silverstein no okay it's the cutest little poem it takes two seconds and it, i'll just share it really quick it just says have you been to the land of happy where everyone's happy all day where they joke and they sing and the, all the happiest of things and everyone's jolly and gay there's no one unhappy in happy land there's laughter and smiles galore i've been to land of happy what a bore and I loved that because it really is so true. If you don't have some of these trials, afflictions, and troubles and need to shift your perspective, life is just going to be boring. You can't yes. experience. They talk about in Book of Mormon, you have to have opposition to experience the joy. If there was no law, no opposition, no sadness, there would be no goodness. And I yeah. think that's a really important component that's to so remember good. because we do can, we can so easily get caught up in my life. It's just so hard. But sometimes I think that those with a harder life or those that might have harder trials really will have a little bit more joy because mm. you can only feel to the depths of your, you know, to the expanse of your feeling. And yeah. so I kind of love that he can testify that and that he says it's beyond our imagination. So it almost makes you feel like, okay, I'll suffer a little bit more because I know my joy will be that much more. I mean, that's what Alma yeah, teaches so is that we can, you know, have it be more than we know. Yes. And
And I love people are pointing out this footnote number 28 in the talk, which I love that scripture. It's in first Corinthians two, nine. And it says, um, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And I yes. love that scripture so much because sometimes we talk about God's will for us. Mm -hmm. And have you ever done this? Well, it, 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 it's God's will. Yeah. And you always kind of say that when someone's about to die. Have you ever noticed that? Yes, Where you're like, we're just whatever God wills right now. And it kind of feels like, well, we've just given up hope. Given up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love the first Corinthians. It's like, no, no, no. Start with that. Start with like <laughs> whatever God's will, because it's better than you can imagine. It's bigger than you can imagine. It's like, you know, this idea, you, you, you can't even consider the yeah. goodness of what God has prepared for yeah. you in this moment. So just turn it over to him. And he's the greatest imagineer of yes. all. So let's let him be in charge of whatever else he has in store for us. He's the perfect person because he sees all, he knows all, and yeah. he really yeah. does. I mean, we were created for joy. Like that's what it says yeah. first thing in the beginning. I love that. Yeah. I, I love, love that, that part so much too. And just kind of that reminder. Um, and I, and I love again in Alma 36, where it talks about that part that you liked from um, Alma 36, three, that um, he will support them and they will be lifted. Yeah. Uh, and he says it again in 27 and 28. I have been supported under trials and troubles of every kind, yea, and in all manner of afflictions. God has delivered me and mm -hmm. I trust him and I know he will still deliver me. And then in 28, and I know he will raise me up. And mm -hmm. I just love that thought of um, being lifted. You know, that just we're, we should expect if we are a believer in Christ to yeah. be lifted every Absolutely. single day. It's what we have. It's those gift cards that we can just cash in and yeah. we can expect it. I'm thinking of my little girls had a piano teacher years ago and bless her heart. I loved her so much, not because she was this amazing piano teacher, but she would come in and teach them lessons from President Monson and just about, you know, the stories that he would tell in the middle of the piano lesson. She would come into our home. And again, I don't know how much piano they learned, but she was remarkable. And when, before she passed away, she gave my girls these little magnets with these, they were made out of music paper, but the word was joy, J-O-Y. And it was on this music paper. And I remember her, I kind of remember peeking around the corner and she said, music brings joy, music brings joy. But really ultimately that comes from our savior, Jesus Christ. And she said, look at the J and they were all separate. J stands for Jesus. When you focus on Jesus first, you'll love it. The O, I mean, we've all heard this before, but the O was others. When you know Jesus, you then shift to others and that O will remind you of others. And then the Y was yourself. You're the last yeah. and that's okay. And that's what will make you the happiest. But sometimes, and she would say, we think that we're the most important. So we go right to the Y, but if you go right to the Y, you don't have joy. So don't yeah. forget Jesus, others, yourself, mm. that's mm. joy. And I was like, I love you. That was worth every, you know, unpracticed piano lesson and just her coming and teaching that because she simplified it yeah and again it's it's it, we've heard that before but i just i had written that down yeah cute jan so joy piano lesson and i love to um as we as we think about this and i want to come back to that idea of i love that it was written on that music paper um because one thing that he talks about is in verse 19 repentance 
brings joy because it prepares our hearts to receive the influence of the Holy Ghost. And then at the very end, it says from DNC 11, I will impart unto you my spirit, which shall enlighten your mind, which shall fill your soul with joy. And I think another thing we can add to that repentance prayer is, what do I need to do tomorrow to fill the spirit better? Because he, he tells us over and over in here, if you can just figure out how to have the spirit, yeah, you will experience joy. Absolutely. You will experience it. And um, we, I was talking with some people yesterday and we were talking about like, how do you get joy back into your life, especially during a dark time? Yeah. And one of the things that came up was music that oh, it's sometimes, so you know, it's having a really great playlist it it yes. is that music that brings the spirit and that can change our perspective and bring peace and allow us to to feel that and sometimes repentance is just allowing the spirit in in you know what measure that is so powerful and i'm thinking of my own experience because at a time in my life when i wasn't ready to sit down and dive open the scriptures and read they didn't speak to me but I'll never forget it because my testimony, the first inklings of me recognizing the Holy Ghost in my life came from music. So I can't sing to save my life, but music is a top priority in our home because it brings the spirit yeah. in such a way that it does. It's almost like that same joy where it's unexpected. You're like, wait, where did that come from? Why is my heart bursting and swelling mm. with this joy, this very familiar yet unfamiliar feeling of of, of heaven, right? Kind of like in the amphitheater at Trek, just, yeah. it hits you when you least expect it, when you think it's the not, you know, the, not the ideal situations. And so I love that you brought that up because if you feel like maybe you're not ready to repent and have this prayer or, you know, sometimes you just, sometimes I've just seen it in my family. You just sometimes need to just be in that hard space for a minute. Yeah. But if you can't seem to get out of it, I love the thought of just turning on the music, bringing yeah. the Holy Ghost. Yeah, sometimes repentance creep up. Yeah, sometimes repentance is a playlist. It yeah, just is. I love that. It's that That's space so where you can just meditate with music that allows you to think, okay, where do I need to transform my life yeah. right now? You know what's beautiful about music too is that it's something that is easy to share, right? Mm. And I think that this week is, I mean, this month is where right now we were understanding the Savior's love. Now we're talking and learning how to feel it next is how to share it and i think yeah. that's the first step is just starting to recognize us and even our own joy and even if we don't feel like we have this unimaginable joy that you can start to share what you have yeah you know the same way the savior meets us where we're at we can also start to share where we're at like it yeah and i love fullness and i love that you brought that full circle because that our study this six months yeah. is charity that's what we're yes. learning. And I love how repentance plays into that because we, we get to experience such great love from the savior in him, not looking at us and saying, well, I would think I probably should just give up on her because she's never going <laughs> to get to the never place that it. I need her. Pass but the fact that. that he loves us enough to be like, try again, try again. That is charity. That second chance and third chance and however many chances that is charity and when we experience it when when we see that he allows us that space 
to turn again and transform. Hopefully it teaches us to give other people that same space. Oh, you know, to, I, to turn again and transform and, and try again. Okay. Yeah. Try again. Um, right. That's practicing repentance. Well, he does it for us. We totally. hopefully do it for other people and, and that's charity. It is. And that's what gives me my motivation to keep forgiving others too, is I think yes. gosh, I'm asking heavenly father to help me with this and teach me more about this. I'm so sorry. I did this. Who am I to not offer that same love and grace to anyone else? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That for me yeah. is my number one motivating factor of just like, Oh, it's okay. Let it go. Right. People are more important than things. And I know that because heavenly father has made me feel that way. Yeah. He's put me most important, you know, in our relationship over the things that I've done wrong. So why wouldn't I offer that to other people as well? Yeah. Right? Wherever they're at, it will always, always nothing. I am no greater than anyone else. And I have so many things that I need help with. So of course I'm going to offer that same compassion and grace to anyone else yes. that may have wronged me or afflicted me. Right. Yeah, so that's I love so that good. Comes around. Um, okay. okay. And I'm loving this, that people are writing in some of my favorite, uh, songwriters and yes. some songs too. And this is what my brain wants to think right now. Yeah. Who wants to create a repentance playlist? Oh. Just that yes. playlist of where you can meditate and Me. and turn your life again. So what about this invitation? This feels so easy to me. What if in the comments under this live, everybody yes. just puts one of their favorite songs and, and the rule for the songs will be this. It has to be something you can meditate to. It has to be something yeah. that invites you to turn again to Christ. Um, that, brilliant. That will allow you to like think, where do I need to progress or move forward or and encouraging and, and hopeful. Those are the songs that we want. So and then how fun would it be? Because then I whatever you use to create your playlist, you would just come back to the comments yes. on well, this and post and you're putting you, some of them in here, but yeah. will you guys also, cause these will disappear for people. I was just going to say that. Put them in the post underneath as soon as this goes yes. live in After five minutes. Ends, then put them in because right now they'll disappear and no one can see them. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So come yeah, yeah, back, yeah. come back and put them in underneath this post. There's It'll so be many so good ones. awesome. That's going to be the biggest, longest, best playlist. It is. about imagination. Like I'm sure yeah. there's songs I've never even heard of. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. So, so good. So, so many good things today. And I love this thought of like, what does repentance look like? And I'm so happy for that question in the comments that was like, what does that prayer actually look like? Because I love when we can like figure out what is the application? What does this actually Absolutely. look like in my life? And maybe it's just asking the three questions. Look. And then I love this repentance playlist. I am going to make <laughs> mine this afternoon. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to get it Share. I'll see what we can add. We can all have something to contribute. Yeah. It's so fun. I'm so grateful so for all of this. You guys, yeah. your comments are all so good too. It was so fun. It's so uplifting. I read them hundreds of times this week, literally yeah. over so and over. many it's good, so good. comments. A beautiful community. Yeah. So thanks yeah. everyone. Yeah. We love it here. Um, okay. Love you guys. Okay. See you next love Thursday. You. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks for joining me. 
This podcast is taken from our Thursday Inklings discussions, which happen live on Instagram at inklings.institute. If you loved being here, I'd love to invite you to go even deeper with me, get reminders, and enjoy first access to all our events and gatherings by going to emilybellfreeman.com backslash inklings.